It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. We have uh, a lot of things to get to today, including the creation of a new government department, a disinformation governance board. I am not kidding. I wish I were. I've been warning you about Joseph Stalin. I've been warning you about disinformation and misinformation. And now we know that this administration, the Joe Biden administration, is planning on and using the same playbook as Joseph Stalin in 1923. I'm going to get to all of that in just a moment. But because, I don't know if you knew this, last week a Trump-appointed judge blocked the federal mandate for masks on public transportation and consequently death and mayhem have resulted. It's time for the daily death count of destruction since the mask mandated. Yeah, there you go. Daily death count of destruction and despair. We should have put despair in there as well. Let's hear that again. Hold on a second. Tweak this a little bit here. It's time for the daily death count of destruction since the mask mandated. And despair. Despair. Uh, okay, so here's that. Let me get the, uh, the data from today with regard to the body count since the irresponsible federal judge appointed by Donald Trump uh, lifted the mask mandate and, uh, uh, of course, untold death and destruction. And it says uh, nobody's died. Um, wow. Yeah, nobody, uh, nobody has died um, because of the lifting of the mandate. There have been no... Um, no uh, giant outbreaks of the virus, uh, and hospitals are not overrun, and emergency r- rooms aren't overrun, and there are no uh, mass body pits near airports everywhere uh, because of the uh, the federal judge uh, getting rid of the mask mandate. And so for today, that's our... It's time for the daily death count of destruction yeah, since the mask mandated. Uh, well, uh, it's coming, though. I mean, I'm sure it's coming because... Uh, Anthony Fauci says the uh, the, the the pandemic is uh, well. The, the, it's now just uh, well. The pandemic's over, I guess. And then Jen Psaki said no, it's not. And now Anthony Fauci's saying it is. So it's going to happen. And sooner or later, everybody's going to die because of the mask mandate or something. Anyway, that's um, that's the latest uh, from there. Mm-hmm. So I have mentioned the last few days we've had some pretty big wins as far as freedom of expression, as far as, uh, you know, CNN Plus did a face plan after 23 days, uh, technically a, uh, a late-term abortion for, uh, for Democrats, which some Democrats are in favor of, by the way. Um, so we got that. We got uh, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. There's still cautious optimism from uh, people around the country. And then yesterday we find out in a, uh, in a hearing on Capitol Hill with Alejandro Mayorkas, who has no bleeping clue of what he's doing as the DHS secretary. They have come up with a new disinformation governance board to combat misinformation ahead of the 2022 midterms. Now, what the hell have I been saying? What have I been saying? I said immediately when I heard disinformation a couple of years ago, I looked it up. I'm like, where did this come from? And I realized it was used by Joseph Stalin in 1923. Disinformation. Disinformation is a subjective term, okay? Uh, Disinformation is not truth or fiction. It is not. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever. Disinformation is information the government deems disinformation because they don't want others 
to challenge them. That's what it's all about. That's nothing to do with the truth. Truth is, like I said, truth is subjective t- sometimes, but there are some things that are, n- are absolutely truth. Like we know that a, the sun is a ball of helium and gas. That is a fact. We know that uh, after filtering through our atmosphere, the prism of our atmosphere, the predominant color that makes our sky the color it is, is blue. We know that. We know that is true. That is a truth. Disinformation is anything the government decides is not true or at least says it's not true, to silent dissent. Now, I've said this again and again and again. Two years ago, I came up with a T-shirt that I have on my swag line. Dissent is not disinformation. 1923, Joseph Stalin, formerly the first editor of Pravda, came up with disinformatia, okay? And it was the name of KGB Black Propaganda Department that he created. Okay, so this is the this is the office of disinformatia. Other words, it's the KGB black propaganda department. That's what it existed for. Now I have uh, kind of laughed at some of the audacity that uh, Joe Biden and and Barack Obama have had with the transparency of their true intentions. We heard. Uh, Barack Obama before the election, his dream would be not to be the president, but just to be the guy in the Mac pulling the strings and doing all the talking while there was a figurehead out in front. We've already got that. Then we had Joe Biden literally, literally months ago saying it's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. That is a quote attributed to Joseph Stalin. These people who are in charge of our government, these Democrats and many Republicans, are Stalinists. They are Marxists. This is not something that we can look past. This is not something that we can allow to have. This is a department that immediately has to be defunded. These people like, like Mayorkas, like uh, Joe Biden, like Barack Obama, like the Democrat Party, like the mainstream media, like big social media... I don't know what they're trying to do. The only thing I can think is foment a revolution. And I'm going to tell you, that's what the hell they're going to get. That is what the hell they're going to get. And yesterday, this new department was unveiled like it hadn't even, like we were just supposed to say, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, there's a new, what a disinformation department. That's fantastic. It's awesome. They've been working on it. They've already got the leadership in place. They already know what they're going to go after. And what they're doing is they're, they're going under the guise of black and brown people. They are. They're, they're talking about uh, disinformation that is uh, targeted toward uh, people who are Hispanic, uh, brown and black people who might be coming across the border as a way to kind of sneak it in for all of us, for all of this. Unbelievable. Representative Lauren Underwood of Illinois yesterday was questioning Mayorkas about uh, what is going on. Um, and they're talking largely about uh, Title 42 and the border, which she's completely blowing, completely blowing. Here she is setting up a question, teeing up, teeing up a response from Alejandro Mayorkas. Another huge threat to our homeland is mis- and disinformation. You noted that... Since when? Since when? And it's a concern of yours at the border with human smuggling organizations peddling misinformation to exploit vulnerable migrants for profit. One of my main concerns about disinformation is that foreign adversaries attempt to destabilize our elections by targeting people of color with disinformation campaigns. Okay, I don't know where the hell that came from. I don't know uh, which foreign governments they're talking about. I don't know how in the hell they are only targeting people of color. Uh, but clearly, the way they're doing this is to say that affects uh, marginalized groups the most, and that'll soften the blow of abject Marxist censorship. 
After it became clear that there was more meddling in our 2016 election, the Senate select... This is a lie. The only meddling was Hillary Clinton working with Russian operatives to create a bought and paid for dossier to get a warrant to surveil a presidential campaign transition team and presidency using the FISA court in concert with the FBI and the DOJ. Committee on Intelligence authored a report on the disinformation tactics used by Russia's internet research agency, the IRA, to interfere in the election. The report found... There's no interruption or no uh, involvement by Russia in the election of 2020. It was all Hillary Clinton on the Russian side. ...found that, quote, no single group of Americans was targeted by the IRA information operatives more than African Americans. Really? And that's the first for all of us. A newer trend that we... When have we heard that? When have we heard that Russian disinformation during the 2016 election was exclusively targeted toward black people? Anybody, any headline, any information at all about that? It's on the 2020 election and already in the 2022 midterms is that disinformation. Ah, this is how they're going to try to throw the 2022 midterms where the Democrats are going to be slaughtered. Information is being heavily targeted at Spanish-speaking voters, sparking and fueling conspiracy theories. DHS what are the conspiracy theories? And its components play a big role in addressing mis- and disinformation in Spanish and other languages. Can you share what steps you've taken and what future plans you have to address Spanish language mis- and disinformation through department-wide approach? It's, it's, it's a Spanish language is what it is. It's, not, it's, it's going after marginalized groups, you see. That's why Alejandro Mayorkas can yesterday in a committee hearing uh, just suddenly spew this uh, announcement that uh, they've created a disinformation governance board out of nowhere, out of whole cloth, the same week that Elon Musk takes over, or at least uh, obviously pending, Twitter, uh, ending its absolute dominance by leftists going into the 2022 election. Here is Alejandro Mayorkas. Just recently constituted uh, a misinformation, disinformation governance board. So we're bringing, uh, the goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. I just read. Now, they've already said that the biggest threat to the homeland is white supremacy, which is a fringe lunatic uh, organization, or not even an organization, a group of people who've always lived in the United States. They are very marginalized. They've never been ascending to power because we're not a racist nation. A very interesting study that underscores the importance uh, of the the point that you make, uh, the, the spread of myths and disinformation in minority communities specifically. It's only in minority communities specifically. Oh, wait, it's everybody. And we are focused on that in the context of our CP3 and other efforts. Now, I have got uh, some more information on this coming up, and I'm going to tell you, um, this is worth fighting for. I'm not saying it has to be a physical altercation, but this is the kind of stuff that changes the power structure. This is the kind of stuff that makes people say Washington, D.C. needs to be figuratively blown up, paved over, and reinvented. And this, my friends, cannot stand. It cannot stand. We have suffered so many indignities in this country with regard to everything. Everything, but particularly 
with regard to our own sovereignty as a country, with the duty of the United States government, the federal government, to protect the citizens of the United States of America, right now we are seeing a wholesale invasion by millions of people from our southern border. This is unacceptable. We have been painted as, for those of us who, uh, who are against this invasion, we've been painted as racists. We've been painted as all sorts of uh, terrible, terrible things because we don't want people coming in without permission, with questionable backgrounds many times, many of them being brought in by coyotes who are trading hundreds and thousands of children into sex slavery in our country. We're seeing a flood of fentanyl that is killing in in some cities like in Baltimore, 80% of drug overdoses are fentanyl. Four years ago, had you ever heard of the word fentanyl? Where is fentanyl made? It's made in China. Last year, 105,000 people. I'd like to say our best and brightest, but I will say uh, certainly our youngest are dying from fentanyl overdoses where the fentanyl is sneaked into other products. For instance, prescription medication. We are being wholesale assaulted, not only on our border, but also with regard to our freedom of expression. And that's been going on for a very long time. And yesterday we find out from Alejandro Alejandro Mayorkas, that they have set up a new disinformation governance board. This is George Orwell's 1984. This is the Department of Truth. That's what Big Brother called. That's what Joseph Stalin called the Department of Disinformation. Nina Jankowitz studies the intersection of democracy and technology in Central and Western Europe as the Wilson Center Global Fellow. She has advised the Ukrainian government on strategic communications and is the author of How to Lose the Information War, Russia, Fake News, and the Future of Conflict. She is the new director of the Department of uh, Disinformation. Did you know that? She said there's more to come as we dig into the big job ahead. What is the big job, kids? For now, thanks for the support. In February, the latest National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin assessed that the converging factors of disinformation, persistent calls for violence against critical and often soft targets, and recent calls by foreign terrorist organizations for attacks on the United States have increased the volatility, unpredictability, and complexity of the threat landscape. You know, the only real attacks we've had on the country, essentially, have been Black Lives Matter and Antifa in the summer of 2020, where they were allowed, they were tacitly endorsed by the Democrat Party, by the mainstream media and big social media, as they caused billions of dollars in damage, caused the deaths of at least 30 people, and thousands and thousands of injuries, some permanent, many against police. Disinformation and misinformation propagated and disseminated by, are you ready, both domestic and foreign actors. 
were listed as the first key factors influencing the heightened threat environment. With grievances stoked by unsubstantiated widespread, are you ready for this, kids? Are you ready for my point? Election fraud conspiracy theories. COVID-19 misinformation or disinformation. Noted as inspiring violent extremist attacks during 2021. Really, where were they? Where were the attacks from the right in 2021? Anybody? Anybody? This can't stand. I can't begin to tell you how important this is that we have to stop this. We have to stop this. We are winning. People are saying they are going to school board meetings and they are saying that this CRT stuff is nonsense. They're saying that this gender identity crap is nonsense. This sexualization of our children is nonsense. And we are winning. We've had a lieutenant government elected. We've had school board members booted for this. And then the FBI decided that they were going to literally pursue parents who protested against CRT. And now where we are today. The bulletin said that calls for violence have been notably targeting U.S. critical infrastructure, soft targets, and mass gatherings. Faith-based institutions such as churches, synagogues, and mosques, institutes of higher uh, education, racial and religious minorities, government facilities and personnel, including law enforcement and the military, the media, and perceived ideological opponents. Really? Really? Where are the stories? Where are the attacks? They're not happening. Violence against these locations or groups could stem from anti-government extremism. It's anti-government extremism. And by the way, that would include saying that I don't believe everything the government says about COVID, COVID vaccinations. I don't believe what the government has to say about the, the virus. I don't believe what the government has to say about Russia collusion. I could go on and on. And this is how they shut us down now. And there are attacks wholesale on Elon Musk, and he doesn't even own Twitter yet. I will get to all of this. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, it's Carson for Gold Co. I don't think I need to explain that we are in some very difficult times right now with Joe Biden as the president. Inflation and interest rates are Biden's only way out of our $28 trillion federal debt. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k or savings, your money is at risk All right, learn more about the IRS loophole that thousands of Americans are using to protect their retirement. This is important. Call 855-735-3740. 855-735-3740 to get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right, 855-735-3740. And my friends at Gold Co. will give you up to 10% in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation, taxes, interest rates, bad presidents. Yeah, I said that out loud. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? 855-735-3740. Call now. You know why I think that our government is being informed by Marxists and communists? Because I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. 
Uh, Joseph Stalin, 1923, coined the term disinformatia as the name of a KGB black propaganda department. Stalin gave the department what he thought was a French-sounding name in order to claim the name had a Western origin. Russia began to use a special disinformation office in 1923. Uh, And it was defined in the great soviet encyclopedia as false information with the intention to deceive public opinion carefully chosen words there not to deceive the public but to deceive public opinion now public opinion at least in the soviet union was created by the government so anything that would counter what the government or what has already taught the people would be an attempt to deceive public information. Yesterday, Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary for the United States, who has done a terrible job at that job, announced the new disinformation governance board to coordinate countering misinformation related to homeland security focused specifically on irregular migration and Russia, but also, also, to uh, look at the uh, factors influencing the heightened threat environment with grievances stoked by unsubstantiated widespread election fraud conspiracy. That's their biggest fear. The left's biggest fear is the truth. And they will do anything they can to cover it, including creating a disinformation governance board. Presumably, it will be used as a cudgel to punish free speech, that which the government decides is misinformation. Unbelievable. Mayorka said the Disinformation Governance Board had recently been created and will be led by Undersecretary for Policy Rob Silvers, co-chair with Principal Deputy General Counsel Jennifer Kaskill. Political reported that Nina Jankowitz, who I mentioned, who previously served as a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center, will head the board as executive director. The news of the Disinformation Governance Board, disinformation being speech the government disagrees with, comes two days after Tesla CEO Elon Musk secured $44 million deal to buy Twitter. Now do you wonder why the left and Democrats are going bat crap crazy? Bat crap crazy since Elon Musk announced he was buying Twitter. And here is Joe Biden yesterday, barely able to string together a sentence because he's mentally gone, talking about why he got into, uh, why he got into politics. And ironically, after all of the abuse of power that he has done, and, and let's face it, one of the main reasons why his approval ratings are so low is because of his abuse of power through executive orders, which have thrown the country into chaos. Here 
is President Doofy. We were talking about it on the way over. What got me involved in politics? I got in politics, involved in politics because I think the greatest sin that anyone can commit is the abuse of power. Whatever that power is, the power of a teacher, the power of a... The power to uh, sell access to higher government officials for millions and millions of dollars, like your son in China and, and Ukraine. A doctor, the power of a leader. When someone who is relying on you or you cannot, just the abuse of power. And I got involved because my state was the only state in the union when Dr. King was... Oh, here we go. He's going to try and make it sound like he's down with the struggle again. Murdered. That was occupied by the National Guard for 10 months with drawn bayonets in every corner because we had a very conservative governor who ordered the National Guard and <laughs> because my state is the eighth largest black population in America as a percent of population. Oh, dear God in heaven. DGH, ladies and gentlemen. DGH, dear God in heaven. Here is Tulsi Gabbard, used to be a uh, congresswoman. She's um, an amazing person. She is a Democrat for some reason. Talking about government uh, misinformation, what the government calls uh, information they deem to be incorrect. It's not the government's job to shield us from information, no matter how dangerous that they claim it is. Now, the true danger, a nation of citizens who just blindly follow and parrot government propaganda instead of actually looking for and courageously expressing the truth. Because they're afraid of the truth. They're afraid of the truth. By the way, the new director of the disinformation board, she believes that Hunter's laptop was uh, disinformation. She believes that it wasn't real. That already, of course, has been proven wrong. Unbelievable. You know, we talk about uh, swords we're willing to fall on to uh, fight for something. We have decided in the last uh, few years there are several swords we are willing to uh, fall on. There are several mountains we are willing to climb. One of them, at least for me, is election integrity and questioning the 2022 election. The other was Russia collusion by Hillary Clinton. It's been proven true. The other was Hunter Biden's laptop. The other, uh, the origins of the COVID virus and making China accountable for causing it, among other things. And now, because their, not freedom of speech, but freedom to Silent speech is under threat with Elon Musk buying Twitter. They have created a department that will focus on what they consider to be disinformation. Stalinists. Stalinists, all of them. And if you are not frightened by this, if you are not at least outraged by this, then you may be completely clueless or you may be part of the problem yourself. Also, yesterday, the President of the United States, again, barely able to eke out a sentence sounding very, very weak, by the way, yesterday, said that all children in public schools are our children, meaning the government's. You've heard me say it many times about our children, but it's true. They're all our children. And the, the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. 
Now, I understand that uh, teachers frequently love children almost as if they are their own kids. I understand, certainly, when a kid arrives at school and you are a teacher and you see how broken this child is, maybe you see signs of abuse, you certainly may see signs of neglect, and you feel like you want to parent that child. I understand. That's not what this president is about. This president is about making your children the property of the state. That's what this president is all about. This is why all this nonsense BS uh, sponsored by leftists in the country is going on, whether that be uh, transgenderism, whether that be CRT, uh, hating the country as founded, all of these. They are using your children. They are using your children to become soldiers for the state. This has been done before. This has been done before. Last century. And it left a hundred million people in body pits. We have suffered so many indignities. And again, whether that be the, the southern border, whether that be our, our absolutely pointless and awful withdrawal from Afghanistan, our loss of energy independence, out-of-control inflation, where you and I, when you look at inflation, about $6,000 a year taken out of your paycheck. I don't know about you, the $6,000 is a pretty big deal. $6,000 is life-altering. $6,000 keeps you from putting money in your retirement fund. $6,000 may prevent you from getting a much-needed root canal. Unbelievable. And then there's Elon Musk. And Elon Musk has come in and said that he's going to buy Twitter and he's going to make it essentially an open forum where you cannot be canceled just for having a different political ideology and hinting to the fact that Twitter is operated by a bunch of radical leftists. Over 99% of Twitter employees donated money to Democrats in the last election. Over 99%, like 99.4%. Yesterday, I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe we should just fire some people who aren't willing to adapt to Twitter. But I would venture to say that everyone at Twitter needs to be fired for failing the company and for failing its shareholders. Yesterday, I went and I had a cigar at a little cigar shop near my home. And I don't smoke cigars very often. I just said, you know, I did my TV show yesterday, my radio show. Wednesday's my hell day. It's like 15, 16 hours in a, in a box. And I'm, I'm writing and I'm creating and I'm doing a show. And I decided I'd just go out and have a little cigar. And uh, somebody asked me, they said, do you think that, uh, that Elon Musk is going to survive this? Because everybody's going to be coming after him. I said, did Donald Trump survive it? I said, yeah. Last night, Glenn Greenwald was on, I believe, uh, with Tucker. And here's what he had to say about who's going to be coming after Elon Musk. Takes over Twitter with all of this fanfare and all of this talk and threat about bringing back free speech and then fails to do so, he's going to look like a fraud and a failure. So I'm not so worried that he won't, that, that, his, that he doesn't really harbor that intention and is just pretending to. What I question is whether he's going to be able to, because you can be the richest person on the planet, but if you're trying to take away a weapon, from the most powerful institutions on the planet, yes. which is what he's doing. He's trying to remove and take out of the hands 
of the Pentagon, the U.S. government, yes. Democratic Party, yes. Wall Street, all of these, NATO, all of these institutions of power, an extremely powerful, one of the, probably their most powerful weapon to censor the Internet and therefore propagandize huge populations. He's threatening to take that away from them, to allow dissent to flourish, to ideas to be challenged. You think they're going to just let him waltz in and take that from them without yes. one of the most vicious fights you've ever seen? They're going to try and destroy him. Oh, yeah, they're going to try and destroy him. They're going to create a department of disinformation, just like Joseph Stalin did. This is our country in 2022, kids. Right now, we have a war going on between Ukraine and Russia. We also know that the president of the United States' son and the president, I believe, also have been compromised with foreign money, uh, paid for access to Joe Biden, including from uh, Ukrainians, including Burisma, a, a Ukrainian gas company that Hunter Biden was involved with as a board member to the tune of $88,000 a month. Uh, to the tune of $3.5 million from the widow of the ex-mayor of Moscow and $31 million from Russian oligarchs, all detailed on Hunter Biden's laptop. And Joe Biden is sending billions of dollars to Ukraine to ostensibly fund the fight against Russia. I'm not seeing any itemized lists of weaponry purchased. Ukraine is ranked as about the third most corrupt country in the world. Are we really helping the Ukrainians fight against Russia? Or is our money being misused for payback to insiders in the swamp at a later date? I don't know. I hope that it's going to the Ukrainian people to fight Russia. I really do. I really do. But I also kind of wonder if part of this is a really big money laundering scheme. Just think it out loud here, folks. I'm just thinking out loud. Why else would the Biden administration say that he doesn't want Ukrainians to have planes from Poland? Why wouldn't they want planes that are already bought and paid for by another country to be used by the Ukrainian military? But we're sending lots and lots of military aid in the form of billions and billions of dollars into Ukraine. It's kind of weird that way, right? But we can trust them, right? We can trust the government that just created a department of disinformation. Hmm. I mentioned 99% of uh, online political contributions made by Twitter employees in 2021 went to Democrats. Listen to this. There's this uh, organization called Act Blue, Democrat Party-linked pay payments processor. Uh, 561 contributions through ActBlue from Twitter. Total of $14,848,000. The largest donation to a Republican. Are you ready for this? $250. It went to Adam Kinzinger. <laughs> it went to Adam Kinzinger. <laughs> wow. Wow. A Twitter source leaked an internal uh, Slack channel uh, recording confirming shadow banning is real. This actually came out in 2018. Project Veritas recorded uh, Twitter engineers bragging about how they target pro-Trump accounts. Stephen Pierre, a Twitter engineer, explained shadow banning. Uh, it was going to ban a way of talking, is what he said. 
Former Twitter software engineer Abhinav Vadrevu on Shadow Manning says they just think that no one is engaging with their content when it, in reality no one is seeing it. This is 2018, two years before the election of 2020. And uh, two years and around, what, uh, 49 weeks before they uh, stopped the Hunter Biden laptop story from being shared on Twitter. Former Twitter content review agent No Morai explains if it was a pro-Trump thing and I'm not anti-Trump, I banned his whole account. It's at your discretion. Twitter responded to Project Veritas video back in 2018, said they do not shadow ban accounts. Unbelievable. Now, coming up... I have some audio of Gladys Kravitz times 10, the ultimate Karen, Senator Karen, and her name is Elizabeth Warren, about how the government is going to now, this week, go after big social media and shut down speech because Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Buckle up. Here is Elizabeth Warren, Senator Karen, Gladys Kravitz, talking about Elon Musk. Now, where he she is coming up with this, I have no idea. But, of course, she is using Elon Musk and the purchase of Twitter, which hasn't occurred yet, by the way, to say things like this. I see that we need to make two big changes. The first one is we need a wealth tax in America. And let's talk about... Well, you see, the problem with that is that wealth has already been taxed. It is money that is uh, left after taxation that people own. And so this is double taxation. It is nonsense. How it it's also class envy BS from a Marxist. Elon's purchase here was subsidized by tens of millions of people who've paid their taxes every year. And the second part <laughs> is we need rules of the road for big tech. But ultimately, what? why didn't we need them last week? Why didn't we need those rules of the road and we found out that the story about Hunter Biden was actually true and Twitter covered it up? Why didn't we need that a month and a half, two months ago when we found out that, Senator? All this boils down to is power. Who's uh, going to have are, the you power? You are 100%. You are 100%. And that's the problem. Listen to that again. Listen to that again. But ultimately what all this boils down to is power. Who's going to have the power in our country? She wants the government to have the power. She's afraid that the power that they now wield over left-leading social media sites will be taken away. Are we going to make these decisions as a democracy, or is this going to be Elon Musk all by himself, <laughs> off in a room? A Did you say anything? I don't think she said anything about a half a billion dollars coming from Mark Zuckerberg to throw the, uh, the uh, battleground states with unmanned ballot boxes. Zillionaire who just plays by his own set of rules. I got to tell you, you are a sick-in-the-head individual. This woman, honestly, uh, Liz Warren is bat-crap crazy. Uh, just beyond the pale as far as just being uh, an insane leftist. Here's more from Elizabeth Warren on, oh, oh on, and suddenly it's a big deal with competition in social media platforms. And now suddenly we need all sorts of competition. It was perfectly fine when YouTube and Facebook and Twitter were completely in charge of the public discourse and they were all run by leftists. And when, when a different organization was an attempt to start uh, new new startups, uh, they were shot down. Parler was shot down, taken off platforms, deplatformed as they tried to launch, among other things. They've already been doing this. Now they just want to make it permanent. One of the things we need is we need rules. 
so that you can leave the Twitter platform and go to a competitor's platform and still be able to reach each other. You have rules like that, then you actually have some competition. I'm all about bringing my following from different platforms to other platforms, and you can do that now. And once you've got some competition, then we can start making decisions. Maybe I would like to go to a website that offers more privacy. or Then go to a damned website that offers more privacy. One that has moderated content. Maybe I don't want to hear some of that stuff. Okay, great. Go to a left-leading content site that spells out that we only allow leftism and Democrats. I can get that if we've got a competitive industry. Right now, what we've got in tech is we don't have that kind of competition. That's why Elon Musk is buying Twitter. You dolt. More from Elizabeth Warren. This is about buying a platform for communication among millions of people. Absolutely, 100%. And when that happens in newspapers, when it happens on television, when it happens in all kinds of other... Why didn't you say this when Jeff Bezos, a billionaire, bought the Washington Post? ...forms, telephones. We write, as a, as a democracy, as a country, our representatives, we write a set of rules of the road so that people have access. And they... She can't handle not regulating speech. She cannot handle freedom of expression. That's what she's saying here, guys. Have access. I want to be clear here. Regardless of their political point of view, they get access. No, they don't. For years, documented, hundreds of thousands, millions of cases of conservative speech being silenced or banned. The platforms, the tech platforms, have created something that is different. And right now, it is just basically unregulated. No, it is completely regulated. You are 100% wrong. It is self-regulated. And the government, and even Jen Psaki said, they literally edit content for Facebook, which means they work for the Democrat Party. It's just yeah. out there for Elon Musk to make up the rules. And that's why it is that we need to step in and say platforms like this need rules of the road on communication. Right. And none of that mattered when it was all Democrat all the time and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube all colluded to throw an election and silence speech. But it's worse than that. Here is the GOP's uh, uh, chairperson, Ronna McDaniel, talking with Rob Finnerty, my buddy on Newsmax this morning, about how much further it goes other than just censoring posts. It also cripples cripples political movements and uh, candidates from being able to fundraise. Well, it's horrifying to see, and, and let's just put in perspective what we found through these researchers in North Carolina, nonpartisan researchers said that uh, with Republican Party and campaign emails, 70% of them, 70% of them went to spam. For Democrats, less than 10% went to spam. So we've done some number calculation huh. over, since 2019. That Sending your fundraising information into the spam folder so people never see it. That's kind of interesting. Would cost Republican candidates and the parties over $2 billion in donations. Okay, let's hear that again. Let's hear that again. As uh, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg takes $400 million of his own money and puts it into... Democrat strongholds to throw the election. 
for Democrats, less than 10% went to spam. So we've done some number calculation over, since 2019, that would cost Republican candidates and the parties over $2 billion in donations, not to mention all the get out the vote and other things that are important, important with these emails. Yeah, just messaging. Just messaging. Lost. So it is a partisan. The RNC, NRSC, and NRCC last night filed an FEC report uh, complaint against Google. And we hope that they take action because it is obviously big tech putting their thumb on the scale once again against Republicans and for Democrats. And you're not even talking about the immense power of Google to limit searching, to limit email, to limit communications. If you don't believe me, I want you to Google a conservative thought or a conservative story on Google and see where your results show up. Or see which results are completely lost. And then go to another search engine. You might go to Bing. You might go to DuckDuckGo. And you will see a world of difference. If you don't think that you are being censored and you are not being directed every single day, every time you Google something, then you are a fool. If you trust Google as a search engine to not be political and to not be steering you, and not be a, a tool of our federal government working in concert with big social media, the Democrat Party, and the mainstream media, then you are out of your nut. Then maybe you just need to Google cookie recipes. Maybe that's what you need to do. Or cat videos. God bless our military, both living and departed. God bless the Gold Star families, our first responders, police officers, Border Patrol agents, and of course you, and until tomorrow, do not, do not, do not catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.